You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. I feel like I'm walking up for a basketball game or something. Um, okay, me, you guys sound really good tonight. I feel like the room seems so full, maybe because they spaced it out differently tonight. Uh, but it looks really good, and I uh, hope you guys have all had a great day. I feel like the energy is very high. the heart of bearing fruit uh, last time when she was here, when she talked about the dream. And uh, tonight, uh, Vienna and I are really just talking about the cost of discipleship. And the title of my lesson for you tonight is Dying to be Fruitful. So turn with me to Luke 14. Fruitful here. Mercy, every single hand. Alright, don't know what that means, that's fine. Great, great, good. Um, okay, so I kind of want to talk about something that's like, okay, then what stops us from being fruitful? Because if most of us, or all of us, want to be fruitful, what are the things that actually stop us from doing that? Let me ask you guys, what, what stops you from being fruitful? Oh, break that down. Okay, so it sounds like there's a common theme, and that's exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. Uh, that's good. I think some of us can uh, be selfish in our emotions and um, say that God's not going to use us. I think some of us can um, can be selfish with other people's emotions. No one else is going to be open. Um, or we can just say that we're just simply not good at it. Um, but in Luke 14, in verse 25, Jesus talks about the cost of, uh, well, discipleship, first of all. But it says in verse 25, large crowds are traveling with Jesus. And turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life. Such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. And um, um, I love Jesus, like when he preaches, I'm just like looking at this and thinking about like if you are actually there in the audience when Jesus was saying this, like if you want to be a disciple, you have to hate even your own life. You have to hate your mother, your father, your children, your brothers, your sisters. It was like this was not lamb holding Jesus that we view, it was like Jesus with convictions. And I think sometimes we forget that Jesus had convictions and he had a standard that he wanted us to live our lives by. And um, for us, we're, we're fortunate. Salvation is free, but discipleship will cost us something. And uh, for us, it costs us our whole life. And for us, and especially like in this room, because most of us here are already disciples, what it's going to cost us is us hating our own life. 
And then when we counted the class as disciples, a lot of it was focused on like, yeah, it's hate, like, okay, or not like physically hate, etc. It's like, it's not saying like, we have to write hate letters to our parents, right? No. <laughs> like, Jesus wants us to like physically hate our families. No. But he wanted the love for him to be so much greater right. that there was a massive distinction yeah. between the amount of love that you have for your family and the amount of love that you have for him. Mm-hmm. And same thing with our own lives. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what we've forgotten as disciples yeah. Yeah. is that there needs to be a massive distinction between how much we love God and how much we love ourselves. Wow. And I think because so many of us struggle with like such low self-esteem, being insecure, etc., that it's like, you're like, oh, I don't love myself. But it's like, we think about ourselves so much. If you're someone that's insecure in this room, like myself, then you think about yourself all the time. It's just that you love yourself quite a lot. And Jesus is like, stop that. Love me more. But what would it look like if you hated your own life and loved God more? What massive differences do you think there would be? I feel like, okay, for me, I love comfort, so I love Netflix mm. so much. All I long for is a day in bed, watching TV, yeah. eating food, falling asleep on repeat the whole day. That's what I want. And so what would it look like if I got the opportunity to do that a whole day? And then at the beginning of the day, I'm like, no. Like, I know, like, it's not worth it for me. Like, okay, every once in a while, that's fine. Don't be extremist here. But it's like, wait, no, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I love God so much more than I love my own comfort. Like, I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. Jesus died on the cross for me. You know, it's like, then we'd actually be like, wow, you know, I kind of, like, want to go out and share my faith because I just love God so much. And um, I listened to a great lesson by Joe Willis. Woo! Come on. The truth oh, about God? The truth about oh, God, yeah. thank you. I was like, one of them shared it with me. The truth about God. And one of the things that he, I feel like he's really big on is God. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what he talked about was like how when we have this like false view of who God is, that yeah. God's like, I can't believe you're not out there making disciples. Like, you're such a bad disciple. Like, you mess up all the time. And when we have that view of like God, then it makes us not really want to do what he calls us to do. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh. Sorry, like, I am such a bad disciple, huh? And we kind of, like, walk around with, like, our heads down. But that's not how God views us. Like, um, he shared a scripture in Hebrews 13 about how, like, we're already made perfect, but we're just being made holy day after day. And uh, he shared another scripture. I can't remember it's at, but it says, like, when we were baptized into Christ, we are clothed with Christ. So it's like when God looks down from heaven, he sees a little Jesus. When he sees you, have you been baptized into Christ? He sees Jesus. He doesn't see any of your sins, any of your mistakes. Well, they're all sins. Uh, He doesn't see any of your imperfections. Like, he sees Jesus. Like, when when you feel, like, loved by that and you're like, wow, but I'm really bad disciple. But it's like, but God doesn't see that. He chooses to see beyond all of that and mm-hmm. see Jesus. You, like really, you is Jesus. You is Jesus. That's how God sees you. And it makes you feel like, oh, I kind of like want to like go share my faith because that's really nice. Like I don't deserve that. It makes yeah. you want to go out and do those things for us. But, um, but what I think what happens is that we end up being emotional and someone shared a, defi- de- a definition of what it looks like to be emotional, and it means 
this isn't like a dictionary definition or anything, it's just a person's <laughs> definition, feeling a type of way and doing nothing about it. Woo! Wow. So feeling sad and doing nothing. Wow. Like, I, I kind of want to stay this way. Yeah. Feeling angry. Yeah. I just want to be this way. I don't feel like changing right now. You know, it's like, that's the most selfish attitude we can have when we look at the cross and we look at what Jesus has done. And what I love about Jesus is that he doesn't call us to do something that he didn't do himself. Yeah. For me, I love comfort so much, guys. Like, I was, you know, I... I struggle all the time with it, but um, but what I love about Jesus is that when it comes to, he even had to choose to hate himself, like hate his own life, mm-hmm. and choose to love God more. Mm-hmm. Turn with me to Matthew 26. Come on, Matthew 26, verse 36 to 44. It's a little chunk. I'll just go ahead and start reading it. It says in verse 36, Then Jesus went with his disciples. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. I'm going to continue reading. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Mm Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And when I look at Jesus' heart, like we can sometimes, we read the scripture quite a lot in the uh, Bible studies that we do with people, and sometimes we can get numbed out to it. But today we were sitting in a discipleship study, and I was like putting myself in Jesus' shoes, and I was thinking like, man, it says that he he got open with the disciples, that he was sorrowful and troubled. And that word troubled means like depressed. Jesus felt depressed. He felt so sad. It clearly says, like, he felt so sad that he felt like he could die. And it says um, he got really vulnerable with them. And then it says he goes to pray, and it says he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. Like, this wasn't just someone that was like, oh, man, I really don't want to do this. Like, because Jesus didn't want to go to the cross, right? I didn't feel like it. And he was like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Like, God... Let me get my heart right. I really don't want to do this. And then sit in silence for like 10 minutes. Sorry, God. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and just kind of like mumble about. Kind of like not really make the most opportunity. Like, I looked at Jesus' heart and I was like, man, this man really wanted, he loved God so much more than himself. Like, it says that he goes and he falls. Like, he just like fell to the ground with his face to the ground and it was like and started praying to God it was like 
he saw so clearly, I'm not going to be able to get my own heart right about this. Like, God, I really need you. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's emotional, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, when you can't even walk anymore, you just fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Jesus fought. Jesus fought to hate his own life yeah. and to love God more. And I think about us as disciples, and like sometimes we really take that for granted, and I don't think that we don't really hate our lives enough mm-hmm. to love God more. But it's like, think about what God is able to do through Jesus, because he did that. Jesus was fruitful, like, a billion times with all the disciples that have become (laughs) disciples since then. It was like, he became so fruitful because he chose to die to himself. And I think for us, I want to really challenge us. Oh, actually. I want to read a very quickly section from the message version um, when Jesus says to Peter, it says in verse 40, when he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert and be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. Wow. There is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. And I was really obviously caught by that. um, Because Jesus was like, you're not the one going to the cross, but I am. He's like, just stay awake with me for a little bit of time. He says, like, there's a part of you that is eager, willing to do whatever it takes. That's the spirit. That's the spirit that lives in each of us as disciples. The spirit, just like Michelle talked about, like, there's a little girl inside of each of us that's like, let me out. I want to live out the life that God made for me. That's the spirit. Is the spirit dying in you tonight? Have you made real changes? Not just action changes since last midweek. Have you made real changes? Like, has your heart changed? Jesus didn't just change his actions after this prayer. His heart changed. Because at the end, it doesn't say, like, rise, full stop. Let us go, full stop. Here comes my betrayer, dot, dot, dot. It says, rise, exclamation mark. Let us go, exclamation mark. Here comes my betrayer, exclamation mark. Jesus was ready. He got his heart fully behind it. And it was like he went in not wanting to, depressed, sad. Three hours go by, and he's no longer depressed. He's actually fired up to go and do the most crucial, terrifying action ever in the world and allow himself to be tortured for several several hours on end um, so that we could become disciples. But what I appreciate about Jesus is that he didn't pray until he was tired. He prayed until his heart changed. And I think for each of us, we already know something that like we don't want to die to. There's a part of ourselves that we love so much that we really just don't want to die to. And I love what Michael always says, like the issue is like not that God loves you. I explained that already. Like the Bible says that he loves you so much. Like it's never been a question in his mind. The question is do you love God? Do you love him back? Are you willing to do and have this kind of prayer to change your heart? so that you can do what God calls you to do. Um, or do you want to take the, the easy way out? 
Like, are you willing to pay the price of discipleship? What's your relationship with God worth to you? I want to challenge you to pray until your heart changes. Because I think each of us know that there's something. What is what? What is it in your selfishness that you go to? Is it like me, like Netflix? Is it comfort? Is it that you just, in your selfishness, you just don't want to share your faith and get rejected? What is it? Like, what is that area of your heart? I really want to challenge you tomorrow morning in your quiet time to pray until your heart changes. For me, I've had to do that for five hours before. We have 18 minutes. 17. Anyways, okay, sorry. Just give me two more minutes. (laughs) I'm myself. Um, But um, what is the part of your heart that needs to change? Like, whatever it is, I really want to challenge you to, like, if it means that tomorrow you're going to need to wake up an additional hour early, and I know a lot of you work full-time jobs, it's like, oh, that's a sacrifice. We're trying to end earlier tonight um, and do D-groups as quickly as possible. But I really want to challenge you, what is it worth to you to get your heart right, uh, to actually change? Let's look at one last scripture in John 12. And just imitate Jesus. You'll have his results. In verse 23, uh, it says, um, I'm just going to go ahead and start reading it. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where my servant... Uh, oh, sorry. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And I love this scripture because Jesus wanted to multiply. He wanted his life to be multiplied, so he was willing to die. He was willing to die physically. And the call for us is to die spiritually to ourselves, right? In the spiritual sense, to our selfishness, to our laziness, not wanting to get open, not wanting to change, the amount of work it's going to take, the amount of emotional energy it's going to take in our prayer tomorrow morning to change. He says, let that die. Stop being selfish. God wants to multiply you. He wants to multiply what he's put inside of you so there will be many disciples that will be made. And I want to encourage you on the last note to have Jesus' heart to not say, Father, save me from this hour like a victim. No, Jesus is like, I'm not a victim to this situation. I'm, I have to take this on. This is the cup that's been given to you. Don't shy away from the cup that's been given to you as a disciple. Make the decision to be like Jesus and say, no, Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name. This is the very reason I was saved, to save others. So I want to encourage you to set a sharing goal for yourself this week. What is it going to be? 40 a day? 50 a day? And I want to encourage you to post, not post it. I want to encourage you to share about it in the D groups tonight to make an active decision to die to yourself. I love you. Come on, Rebecca. Oh, let's give another round of applause. Okay, uh, my turn. I'm really, uh, I'm really.
really thankful for, for the kingdom and I really like how the spirit moved through a lot of people that already spoke about just the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really also am just appreciative because I think I'm standing before you weak, but I'm going to talk on, about yeah. strength. <laughs> voice is like this, this oh. high in your nose kind of like cold yeah. thing oh, no. but no but I'm grateful and I'm mostly grateful for you Ada because you know today was kind of like okay I have to prepare you all know you know we're all busy so I was like okay Ada can you please come and take care of the children oh, so that I can you know work on the lesson right. and uh, yeah just really appreciate the culture that we have in the kingdom just the culture of serving mm-hmm. um, you know as my voice preaches is the, the people that serve now if you serve the moms uh, or you know the, yeah. the people that need Mm-hmm. then you'll be, by doing that, getting trained, and you will one day have those kids for mm-hmm. yourself, and then you will be in need of other sisters to come and help you. Yeah. So that's the kingdom culture, which is not in the world. Wow. Like, because yeah. London is super lonely. People yes. are like in need of help. Yeah. And I know indeed that, um, I think Shade, like uh, Krista, Shade is helping with um, with Krista and Victoria. Yeah. 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 No, it's really awesome. <laughs> because you guys are being trained now. <laughs> Have that same help later when you guys have kids. Okay, um, I am uh, weak and I can't do this. I rely on God's strength, so let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much, God, for just another day, God, in your kingdom. Thank you so much just for your love and your care. Thank you so much, Father, for everyone that's here, for all the disciples, for all the guests that came out even. Thank you so much, God, for, yeah, just another... Um, life that we can have and thank you so much for Rebecca's lesson and just the power Father God of just preaching the word into fruitfulness God I really pray that we can be fruitful and that we can go after just really really dying to ourselves don't want to be selfish Father God I really want to help one another not to be selfish but just to really really fight for you God and that's what I want to talk about, God. I want to give you my heart. Even though we have so much things going on in our life and there's so many reasons that we can't fight, but God, you deserve for us to fight. Let us become fighters. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I'm going to preach again. My life is an example. You guys know, two kids in two years, only a disciple for two years. You can't fight on your own power. <laughs> I know that I was trained into a fighter, so I've done judo since I could walk. My father was a teacher, so I was four. I, wow. I competed in many competitions. Yeah. My trophies are somewhere in a closet with my mom, and I took once a photo. They are more than 100. I can't even count them. Wow. But it's not about that. So I'm not like, you know, like, no, no, no. no, no, no. no. It's a training. It's a training, wow. guys. Like, I need to train you now for what's coming later. You wow. all remember your life is the message, right? Yeah. My life is the message. But <laughs> before, on, God trained me. And he trained me because I need to be a fighter in every situation. Yeah. And I want to share that with you tonight. That we've got to fight. Mm-hmm. Not against God, but with God's power. Come on. Don't to Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10. <laughs> it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You know, 
the Bible says we need to be strong. Mm. We need to be strong women. Wow, come on, sis. Do you need to be strong like Samson or like muscles as some brothers have? Because <laughs> muscles, actually. Some brothers, they're kind of like working out, they're going after it, they're like pigs. But no, it's not about the muscles, okay? It's not about the physical strength. <laughs> what kind of muscles do we need? We need God's muscles. So kind of like roll up your sleeve and just kind of like pretend that you have some muscles there. <laughs> It says, verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So that armor of God is God's power. You need to envision that, that you have that on you. Because if you're going naked and alone as a woman, it's like you can't fight. And we all know it's a fight. You can't go around it. I know we don't like fighting, but it's a fight. Some of you are still getting used to it. <laughs> That's a statement. <laughs> For a struggle, we all struggle, and the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and against authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And, um, yeah, I'm a bit... This looks very strong, but I'm a bit sad lately because I feel really connected to the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I think about the dark world, there are like some thoughts and some things that when we go to the cross, we're really kind of like uh, working through. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like some thoughts lately, like really working through things. Where did I come from? Mm-hmm. Like where did I come out? Yes, I came out of being trained mm-hmm. in Judah and being on a, on a mat, on a tatami fighting. But I also came through loneliness. Yes. I came through yeah. being sad. Mm-hmm. I came Come through. On, yeah. The world had me even addicted to pornography. Mm-hmm. Like just from very, very young, mm-hmm. yeah. having that accessible. That's in the world. Like children nowadays mm-hmm. have that accessible. Yes. Wow. They have that, that they can go there because that's normal in the world. Yes. Or that's like, that's the dark world. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's that bad that it just corrupts. And it's still there. Yes. So when you have yes. those vile images, they don't leave that easily. No, that's right. Yeah. So it's like things like that. It's just wickedness. And for me, the loneliness, I remember sometimes, you know, like sleeping with different men. And it was like, oh, maybe this one that I won't, you know, end up alone. Yes, like, oh, right. will, will you then, you know, be there? If, you know, if we don't find mm. anybody else, we'll just, mm. you know, we'll just have this. Like that's, settling. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> and, um... It's like searching for a love, but you would never find it, like never receive it. Because afterwards you always like feel worse than before. So it's chasing after, you know, like even the book says chasing after the wind. Like it's not fulfilling. And it was hurt after hurt, relationship after relationship. And with that, developing major trust and forgiveness issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know if some of you can relate, but it was just kind of like a wall. Let's yeah. build up in the yeah. world. Like a wall yes. of self-protection. Yeah. yeah. You start protecting yeah. yourself. Uh, with that wall, it's hurt, anger, bitterness, disappointment. But then becoming self-destructive in my choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next relationship, you take away that baggage. And it's like, this is not going to work because I'm already having this wall up. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I hated what I was doing. <clears throat> it Like, in the world... 
all those things, but you're not choosing it. There's no one doing that. Yes. Mm. Because it's there. So it's your environment where you're stuck into because you don't have another environment. Mm. So hating it, wanting to be out, kind of like in despair, in stress, in sadness, in tears, like what am I doing? Mm. I'm like, I, I really felt like a prostitute. I was thinking that today wow. in prayer. I was like, I was a prostitute because mm. I was like this and this and this. And it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like there was no love. There was no realness. It was just all so empty. Yes. Yeah. It's a dark world. It's a dark world. And yeah. it's, you know, it's a Bible. Yeah. And then many people hide behind appearance. It's kind of like, you know, I was then fighting again. And it was like, no, I'm strong. Can't hurt me. Can't touch me. Like no emotions. You know, strong face. And even yes. when we stand in the Bible with some people, they come across that way. Yeah. I'm all together. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah. Yeah. They appear happy. They appear strong. They appear like they're good. But in their hearts, it's the world. Mm-hmm. They're sad. Mm-hmm. They're lonely. But what if they show it? What will that do? That's yes. the fear. Mm-hmm. I had so much fear. I still have it. Like sometimes, like, God, you can be the only one that hears this. Because I don't want to get hard discipling. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be crushed. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm super afraid what that will do to my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Come on So if that's also you tonight, you're like, oh, I still have that hurt. I'm still sad sometimes. I still haven't dealt with so mm-hmm. many things that the world did to me. Mm-hmm. You're now in a safe place. Amen. So I'd say, like, for the guests, for the visitors, if you're not a disciple yet, but you're here, um, just turn, turn to God and let a disciple guide you. Like someone here that's a disciple can help you. Then yeah. for the disciples, if you also still have some hurt, some things from the past that you really, you know, just they are limiting you, I'd say come to God and let the kingdom be yeah. your help. Let yeah. the kingdom yeah. help you. Let other disciples mm-hmm. take you by the hand and help you. They won't crush you. They won't go like hard. They just, you know, when we share, it's not like, no, it's love. It's yeah. a safe yeah. place. Yeah. So, you know, with that, well, it's so the spirit because everything that Rebecca said also really inclines with my lesson. It's like, it's with the cross, Jesus dying, we also died. We died to our sin, to the world. We've got a new chance. We have now a life in Christ because we have that rebirth, spiritually born. So, my first point that I really think we need to go after is we've got to respond spiritually. Fighting with God's power can only be done if you've died to everything that was in the world. Everything that was in your previous life. You shouldn't be kind of like doing the things you used to do. We should be doing things spiritually now. Making spiritual decisions. Mm -hmm. Like dying to yourself is the first thing you learned that was a spiritual choice. That is like how Jesus did it. It wasn't about him. It was all about the outward focus. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> first Corinthians chapter 2 um, verse 14 it says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit this talks about our nature when we go about without the spirit we just go by how things come natural mm. and we know that even in the King James Version, it says the person without the Spirit says the natural man. Mm. So if we do things natural, like the way, you know, it comes natural to us, that's not spiritual. Mm. Tell us. Yeah. And if we want to grow spiritually, you have to think spiritually. Yeah. You cannot grow spiritual if you keep on doing things natural. Mm. To grow spiritually, you have to become spiritually. And... In verse 15, it says, 
The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, reading in chapter 3, it talks about a third person. It says, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as a people who are still worldly. The Corinthian church had a lot of people that are still not making decisions on a spiritual level, mm. but they were doing worldly things. Mm. It says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you yet not ready for this. Indeed, you are still not ready, you are still worldly. Now, worldliness is kind of like being focused on people, mm. like being yes. focused on all the things you see, but not the spirituality yes. behind it. It's like mm. the appearance, the visual true. thing. I see this, I don't have the faith that there is something more. Wow. But spiritual mindset, it, it, it's different. You have to really dig into the Bible mm. to have, make those spiritual decisions. Come on. Um, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, we know what it says there, right? Yeah. <laughs> it says, um, the heart is deceitful beyond all things. The heart is beyond cure. Who can understand it? It's like we cannot cure even our own heart. The world will tell you, go by your feelings, go by your heart. But if we do that, then we're not spiritual. And we're going to go, oh, you know, like the natural person. Like, we are, we are even in the kingdom, different ways, and we're being deceived. Because the heart is deceitful. So nobody would like to be deceived, right? No. <laughs> don't want to be deceived. To not be deceived, you need to have your facts right. Mm-hmm. If you're getting all love, care, sermons, discipling in the kingdom, but you're not growing, you know what the problem is? Yes. You're not spiritually alive. Wow. Because if you think about a seed, which Jesus refers often to, and you give it fertilizer, you give it water, you nurture it, you give it love and attention, it grows. Mm-hmm. So if something doesn't grow, it's not life. Wow. You have to, you have to enlighten that spirituality in you wow. to have growth. Because then, you know, it will grow if it's alive. If the seed is alive and gets all the nurture, all the love, all the attention, all the right. desire, then it grows. Yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> now, in judo, wow. it's uh, fun because judo is a sport whereby you have a tech. But it's kind of attack and attack. Because at the moment you're not doing anything, you get a, a shido, and that means like a penalty. Oh. And the other one gets points. So you have to keep on making actions and moves. Oh. And but it's kind of like if you're like freezing, if you're not making a move and standing still, you can take it out. That's like the easy target. Oh, you're standing still. I can just throw you. It's like, okay, game, game finished because then the match is done. Like with that appointment, you just yeah. make a bow and then leave the match. And then you get another one. So it's like, okay, not moving, taken up. Wow. Very yeah. cool. So you're not moving. Yeah. Satan can take you out. You're an easy target for Satan. Wow. So you need to fight with God's power, which is the spirit. You need to respond spiritually to things coming your way. Let's turn to Luke chapter 14. Come on, the end. <laughs> Verse 31 to 33. Luke 14, where Rebecca started off. I'm going to just read the last bit in Luke 14. It says, verse 31, Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider where are these able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he's not able, he will send a delegation while the other one is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. So this scripture talks about a war. We need to fight. A war is about fighting. Yeah. That spiritual armor that you need to put on 
is to be ready. Mm-hmm. See some readiness? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> ready. I'll do some self-defense classes afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some readiness is fighting. You need to be ready. You need to wake up in the morning and think, oh, I need to be ready. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, wow. if you don't move, get taken up. Save them on their photos, arrows. Read Ephesians 6 further. You will see what Satan does. Come on. Now, I want to quickly uh, share this. When danger comes, we often respond in two ways. Yes. And you can think of three, but mostly two. It's called, indeed, it's called fight or flight. Right. So it's like, or you yeah. fight it, or you run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I was talking about fighting, but this is a bad fight. This is like going against everything. Mm-hmm. It's like being critical. You get the cycle, going against it, being wow. prideful, being this, being that. Mm-hmm. It's like the bad fighting, fighting against We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.